Hello and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I am your host, Tyler Sweat, an associate pastor here at High View Church, and today I am sitting around the table with the one, the only, Pastor Chad Williams. Hey, guys. And the also other one and only, Joshua Hildebrandt. Hey. Or should I have said Elder Chad Williams and Elder Joshua Hildebrandt? I'm fine with that. Yeah? It's fine. Elder, pastor... We should Same talk thing. about that. Maybe. We should talk about that's that. A good, that's a good topic for a for an episode of a podcast. I think so. I think we might just get to that in just a second. Um, how you guys been doing? Good. Glad to be back. Glad to be back on the show here. I know. It's been a little bit. We've, we haven't been able to record. We're just so busy. Life has been uh, going wild. We've had a lot of things happening here at the church. Uh, had a crazy right now. Amazing worship night that just happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd let you know kind of when we're recording this. Um, we just had an awesome worship night and uh, got Easter coming up. Lots of lots of things happening. So glad we were able to carve some time out of yeah. our our busy busy schedules. It's always fun. We love doing the podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But sometimes, I mean, let's just be real. You guys are church elders, and that that requires some some significant work. There's, right? there's a few responsibilities. Just a couple. That go with it. Yeah, just bearing the weight, uh, the eternal mm. weight of someone's soul <laughs> and mm. discipleship. Um, it's pretty significant. We're elders, not Jesus, Tyler. Okay, Easy. excellent. <laughs> well, you will be called to account, right? That's let's, true. Let's talk about that. So That's true. we've been walking through this book called Rediscover Church. Uh, hopefully, you have gotten your own copy. Uh, if you don't, I think we still have a few left here at the church. If you would like to claim your free copy, this will be our last episode from this book, talking through what it looks like to be a part of a healthy church as we rediscover what that looks like. Um, I, you know, it's been really good conversations through these different elements of what a church uh, looks like. And so we're going to enter the last phrase of this definition we've been working through. I'm going to read the whole thing, and then we're going to be looking specifically into who leads a church um, and looking at specifically elders. So here is the definition given of a healthy church by the authors of this book. It says, a church is a group of Christians who assemble as an earthly embassy of Christ's heavenly kingdom to proclaim the good news and commands of Christ to the king, to affirm one another as his citizens through the ordinances, to display God's own holiness and love through a unified and diverse people in all the world, following the teaching and example of elders. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of things yeah, that make sure. up a healthy yep. church. Um, and if you haven't been able to listen to this series of episodes, go back, check them out. Uh, I think they've been really helpful. We've gotten some good feedback from, from these episodes. Uh, but today we're going to look kind of a little more specifically into that question of who leads in a church, looking at following the teaching and example of elders. And of course, I've already kind of tipped our hand a little bit here at uh, Hive Church. We have six elders who yeah. operate three pastoral elders, three lay elders, or staff elders and lay elders, I should say. Um, and you guys are two of those staff elders. The other one being Pastor Terry, who we have on the podcast occasionally. Um, everyone knows who Pastor Terry is. He's a legend. Um, He's a high view legend. Absolutely. And then we have three other lay elders, uh, Pastor Tim McCorder, Ka Pastor Kyle McCarg, and Pastor Bill Lonas, who actually is the chairman of yep. the elder board, right. which is an interesting fact that uh, you know, Pastor Chad, you're, I guess, by title, the lead pastor of Highview, but you're not the chairman of the elder board. Um, I want to talk about some of these dynamics because I know for me, I grew up in churches that did not have this model of leadership. So I've learned a lot just being at Highview about what the dynamic of, of an elder board looks like, um, that it is, you know, really a biblical model uh, presented 
of uh, what a church should be, you know, how the church leadership should look like. So um, I want you guys to tell me your what's your, been your experience of elder-led churches in the past, like maybe how you grew up, and then how that dynamic has shifted now that you're leading a church that is run by elders. Did you guys grow up in churches that had elder boards? I did not. Okay. No, no, abs- no. absolutely not. No. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, wow, there's a lot to kind of unpack with that. I think um, – uh, one thing for me that, that has been really refreshing about being a, a, a part of a team of elders is the, the humility that comes along with that. Um, in other words, it's not one solo man that's like, you know, the buck stops with him and he's the kind of the face of the ministry. And, you know, it, there's a group of men that are leading. And um, so I think that that keeps everyone humble. Um, I think there's, um, you know, also protection in that. Um, Whereas, you know, um, a, a lot of the, the models, if you will, in the American church revolves around this man who has to be everything, right? He has to be yeah. omnicompetent and just carry all these giftings. And I just don't really think there's anybody like that truly. Um, and, and so the ability to have men who to excel at different things, but all have the, the calling and the qualifications to be a, a pastor and a shepherd, um, it helps, I think, you know, keep us humble, balance out mm. the church, keep us safe, keep yeah. us from being burnt out. And, um, you know, it's just been a blessing to be a part of this elder team. Mm. It really has. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't grow up in a church that, uh, that had a plurality of elders at all. Uh, I did spend some time uh, prior to uh, planting Highview, a very brief time on staff at a church that, that had a plurality of elders. But uh, as far as serving on, on a team, um, yeah, I agree with everything Pastor yeah. Josh said. Uh, I think there's um, a lot of, I'll put it this way, the the wisdom of God is clearly on display in a plurality of elder-led church, I believe. Mm. Like when you really see a, a healthy plurality working the way it should work, um, as, you, you know, in, in our case, six imperfect men, mm-hmm. um, but who are, who love one another and are praying with and for one another and supporting one another. Um, it, it, you know, it's very easy for me to look at a decision we make, for example, uh, and, and question my, my decision. It's, it's a lot harder when you're looking at the collective decision-making of six men that you respect and love. Yeah. Yeah. The the likelihood of getting it right is far higher Mm -hmm. than the likelihood of me getting it right alone. Right. Uh, or, or Pastor Josh getting it right alone. Like having, having that kind of input is, uh, it's critical. And so uh, I just, I see it work out in a host of ways. Um, you really see the wisdom of God on display when, when God says, this is how I want my church ordered and structured. I want it led by a plurality of men like this that's been set apart and it's called to shepherd my people. I, I think you just see the wisdom of God in it. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, it's um, what you just mentioned that there is uh, wisdom, obviously, uh, and having a, a multitude of, of counsel kind of right. brought into any one decision is, is great. The, the question that the, that the chapter asks from our perspective is actually a little bit deceptive because um, as far as our like church government works, the congregation is the highest level of authority uh, at Highview. Um, so we are a congregational model. But what's cool about the fact that we operate through elders is that those men have been entrusted and, and actually elected to that position by the congregation, by the congregation right. based on the fact that they 
fulfill certain requirements laid out by scripture. So I think it's kind of to your, to your point of the men that have been placed around the table um, have all been entrusted because they've, they've kind of shown some level of worthiness. Now you guys aren't perfect. I mean, I don't think you are. are you? I don't know if you, no. all the elders like, um, but you know, having been able to see, you know, you guys meet together, pray together, talk through issues. Um, it certainly is, is a blessing to like, to know that, that there are men who have been, um, raised up, you know, I've even seen uh, an elder uh, or a a man become an elder since having been at Highview. So seeing uh, like Pastor Tim Mm -hmm. uh, was not an elder when I got here and Mm -hmm. you guys took him through that process, evaluated him, uh, brought him into, I guess, some certain meetings and, um, and then allow the church to actually have some voice in whether or not he should be an elder. Talk us through that process a little bit. What does it take? (laughs) What does it take for somebody to be an elder at at Highview? What, What does that process look like? And what are yeah. some of the qualifications? Yeah, well, the qualifications come from First um, Timothy three. Mm-hmm. Um, the ironically, the only talent that's laid out in Scripture for an elder is the ability to teach. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything else is character. Um, I think it was D. A. Carson. He said basically, an elder is is an ordinary man who's exemplary at ordinary faithfulness, mm. which is a really good way to put it. Yeah. They and, and and even the teaching part, like a lot of people mistakenly think of that as like in front of a classroom even or 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 in the pulpit for example. Mm-hmm. But but really it's just someone who has the ability to explain the scripture to someone else, to instruct them. Yeah. Uh that's that's the ability to teach. So that that can be done actually, uh, you know, we have several elders that lead small groups for example and so on. So um you can express that gifting in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, but I for, for us, it's about, all right, we're the men who are um, show uh, ability to teach, to lead, and who are just exemplary in how they live the Christian life. Um, you know, personally, I mean, I, I look for men who are just already seen in that light without mm-hmm. the office. Yeah. I, I don't think an office makes you uh, or, or, or makes you a leader. I think that these are things you already are. You already you already you know act this way. You right. already follow Christ with this level of faithfulness, and then the church just observes that and sets you apart and says, "Okay, you're you're going to do this." Yeah, right. That's so good. within our context, um, you know, the, the congregation votes in elders, and they're entrusting yeah. to the elders the responsibility of shepherding, um, you know, the, the flock according to our. Um, our covenant together in, in God's word. And so um, when you join Highview, um, you know, to be an elder here, there's a time period that you have to be just a, a regular member. And, and it's a lot one of, year. Yeah, it's one year. And yeah. a lot of the reason for that is because the congregation, we want them to be able to make an informed decision. Right. This, someone right. didn't just roll in and say, I love Jesus. And we're, okay, congratulations, you're an elder. Yeah. We want to see how they they live in the context of Christian community. And like Pastor Chat said, are they already shepherding, in essence, people? Are people following them? Are they giving good godly counsel? And so those those men are, are um, soloed out, if you will. They're, they're seen as, you know, candidates to be an elder. And then they start the process, and, you know, they will come to elder meetings. And, yeah. um, and there's a whole process for that where we will nominate them before the church. And then how, how long is that process, the nomination? Six months. Six, six months that yeah. they'll walk through kind of that. Um, evaluation period, and then there's an ordinance council where they will sit before other elders, and we just talk to them about doctrine and and just you know really nail down mm-hmm. some really things that are fundamental um, you know beliefs that we have at Highview, and then they go before the church and are officially installed as elders. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we've had that process you know 
walked through it several times at Highview. And, you know, because we take it serious, our congregation knows that, and they have trust in their, their you know, the, their leaders, Yeah, um, which I, mm-hmm. you know, I think is so healthy. Yeah, I, I, I think that with, when we're talking about um, elders, the, the process uh, that Pastor Josh was, was laying out there, um, one of the most important pieces of the process is actually how some how someone becomes nominated to be an elder to begin with, mm-hmm. which is typically now the elders do the nomination. So yeah. we, um, and and interestingly enough, when it comes to elders, um, almost always those nominations come from within the elder council. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we spot elders. You know, and yeah. it's usually now. I mean, and I have conversations with people. Like I, I'll have, a con- I had a conversation recently with a, a congregant at, at breakfast where he was just said, "Why is so and so not an elder yet? Or mm-hmm. have we thought about so and so being an elder?" That happens occasionally, mm-hmm. yeah. but almost always, even those kind of conversations, I'm like, "We've already been talking. Yeah. I'm like, we're, "We've already had that conversation <laughs> yeah. Yeah. as elders." Yeah. That's and because think, we need so much help. That's true. <laughs> so it's, we're always like, well, "Is there anyone here <laughs> okay. qualified?" Um, but. But there's there's a lot of things to consider um, with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that <laughs> I'm saying this um, now, but uh, at 37. But um, age is something mm-hmm. too that, that that you need to consider. Um, Scriptures talk about that. You know, it's not someone young in the faith. Yeah, not right? a new believer. Definitely yeah. not someone that's a new believer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's things that you look for, too. Um, at the longer I'm an elder, the more I value uh, more I value maturity and those kind of things more and more and more mm-hmm. um, than I valued, say, ability early right. on. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, of course, I mean, I was a very young – both of us were extremely young. When we were yeah. <laughs> who, who voted you guys in <laughs> to be elders? We've joked about that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have some type of, like, reaffirmation. At some point, loophole to re, um, yeah, re up the yeah, yeah. We're like, uh, you're you're an elder, and I'm you know yeah. It's, it's for those of you who don't know, uh, Pastor Josh and I planted Highview Church right nine years ago. So yeah, um, you, you just voted on each other. <laughs> just voted. You, you had like, no, that's not true. We actually we had a you remember this? Yeah, we had our first church and conference right uh, we, where the other we did it right. Yeah, where yeah. the the yeah the. The other congregants voted on us. There's yeah. three other people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's true. That's true. Story. Hey, you do what you got to do. You know. It's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and so, um, so yeah, like the the so that process. I think one of the most important things about being an elder is being able to identify elders. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that you you start to see, yeah, those traits. Like I look for I look for men mm. who I already see like checking in on people. Yeah. Like, you know, already see they they have a, a strong desire to, to to lead in certain like group settings for yeah. you know, and, those and men who, who love God's church. So they're they're here. You don't you don't see them here, you know, one Sunday and then they're gone for a few and you don't know why. Like they're just they're just here, their life is patterned around that. Um, you know, that's the some of the Right patterns that you want to see, um, yeah. So those are those are some of the things that that you guys look for qualifications. Obviously, you mentioned um, the the passage from uh, was it? Would you say Second Timothy, First Timothy, First Timothy three, First Timothy three, and Titus um, one, as well. Titus one, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. um, where those kind of come from? The qualifications. Now let's talk a little bit about what what do the elders do? So what kind of things once somebody 
um, becomes an elder at Hybe Church, what are some of the ministry activity that the elders give themselves to here? Um, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah. so specifically, I think it kind of fleshes itself out really in three three areas. Um, one is um, what I would consider instruction or teaching. Most of our elders are either, actually all of them, are either leading in a small group type setting or on the preaching team mm-hmm. here at Hybe. Um, the second area would be the shepherding, the actual shepherding. So yeah. so once someone becomes an elder at Hybe Church, they then are assigned to a member care team is what it's referred to as, yep. which is, um, it's actually pretty large now. Um, a, it's, it's, you know, 50, 60 people ish mm-hmm. that they're assigned to, uh, where typically there's a couple of elders and then maybe a couple of deacons, not all for the big teams. Um, but they're assigned to, and, and therefore they're checking in on those people regularly. Um, and then the third area is in the decision-making processes. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, doing, um, the actual overseeing work and that that word overseer like it's another word used for elder you got yeah. pastor and then you have overseer the overseer word in the greek that's just honestly that's just manager yeah so it's like there's a managerial decision making um aspect to being an elder and and mm-hmm. and of course josh knows this from years of being in this setting but there's some really tough decisions that elders make. Uh, and so, uh, making decisions, kind of leading the church forward in the best possible way. So I think those three elements, that's really, if I was gonna say, here's what an elder does, uh, they're going to teach, they're going to pastor and they're going to oversee. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and I think Mm. that, you know, the, the life of an elder is just a, it's, it's kind of all of the above, Mm -hmm. uh, regularly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think what you'll have sometimes within an, an elder board is you'll have certain elder, Absolutely, every elder does all three of those things. Mm-hmm. But there are certain elders that spend majority of right. their time in certain areas. That's right. Yeah, and you know, and so, um, and that that kind of depends on giftings and you know, kind of how a, a heart, you know, natural kind of qualities within a heart and it, what a person's right. And there's right. elders who are better at like those three things. There's elders that specialize or are really, really good, exceptionally good at mm-hmm. one of those areas, mm-hmm. yeah, or maybe two of those those areas. I don't know, a t- honestly, a ton of elders that are just excellent across the board all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, they tend to have, like, one's their strong suit. Yeah. One is something they're not as strong in. Yeah. I, I think that one of the, the, the gifts of our elder board that I see just as a member is uh, it's a pretty balanced team. Like, there's, yeah. there's various giftings across the board uh, in those three areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be curious. I want to ask you this question, Tyler. Okay. Did you have, you've got a very unique perspective mm-hmm. on our elder council because you sit in on a lot of elder meetings. Um, and I'm curious, like, is, is there anything that's like surprised you? Like you say, you didn't grow up on a, in a church where there's a plurality of elders. I'm yeah. curious. I'd love to hear your take. Just our wisdom, and, and, right? And just, I'm, I've and, always been shocked at how much dancing there is in the elder meeting. No, that's, <laughs> we just break. That, we yeah. break out and dance. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that's how when we can't make a decision, but, uh, dance have, break. But you have yeah. an yeah. like, not like the vast majority of the church never gets to see yeah. those meetings. Yeah, and you've seen. I don't even know how many meetings. There's no telling how many meetings you've sat in on. Yeah, me. yeah, that is a is a cool thing, and I, I definitely have benefited from that, being able to just sit and observe and kind of. Um, and participate. Sometimes you guys ask, yeah, which is really cool uh, to be able to. Is there anything surprising? That? Something you, that's like you, people wouldn't think behind the scenes hmm. happening in those that you'd be like, that's pretty. That's pretty 
Didn't know that. I'm just going to put you on the spot. Yeah, I think the um, – Pastor Terry's jokes. Hit, <laughs> that can be – yes. Pastor <laughs> Terry is quite the – he is hilarious at, at times um, for sure. There's uh, – I'll tell you what, maybe not surprising, but certainly like maybe something you wouldn't think. Like the way the way that you guys handle disagreements um, among you guys has been really, really like – Good, well done and, and gracious and like and there's been probably more dif- disagreements than people would think too yeah. um, which I think again comes back to I think something you said earlier uh, Pastor Josh is like it it helps to make sure you know there's not one person driving the ship like there sure. there's a there's a, a healthy kind of board of people that are um, kind of you know looking at a particular issue or decision and kind of hit batting that back and forth pros and cons and um, and and within that issue of disagreement there's never one person that's just deferred to either um, yeah. like there's not even though you guys are like the staff guys I've seen some of the other elders be like I just don't think it's like even maybe things you guys are proponents of you'll get shot down you know and yeah, and sure I think that's oh yeah been uh probably for the betterment of of the church you know yeah. like to how, certain how degrees I mean, um, yeah. but there's times that you guys you know bring certain things that i'm glad you said that i'm glad yeah. you, i'm glad you said that because there is a uh, i think a large to a large degree a misconception mm-hmm. about my role right uh, as it relates to plurality of elders sure which and, I, I mentioned earlier and i want you guys to talk to the dynamic a little bit that actually you as the lead pastor chad and and then josh as the other like co planting pastor and like leading a lot of the dynamic elements of the church, all the ministries and stuff, you guys, none, neither one of you are the chairman of that elder board. Yeah. Right. Uh, why is that? Yeah. I think one of the things that's so important to us and has been from the beginning is that we didn't want to make this about either one of us, yeah. you know, and just our giftings. And so early on, um, you know, we started from as an elder led church early on and that, and that team grew and we always wanted to affirm the, um, the competency, the value, the importance of every elder. And so, you know, there's not an, there's not an elder that walks in that has more weight, if you will, on yeah. any given issue. And, and the reason we do that is because, um, and the reason we've kept that, the way we've kept that up is mm. by valuing everyone's importance. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> you know, and so I think it's just been, um, it's, it's been one of the, th- the ways we've kept that like that is by not giving me and Chad you know, a, a special position, if you will, on the elder board, because right. we're, right. we are seen in front of the church a lot because of our roles. And so to balance that out so that the elder board feels, you know, like we think it should, where we're sharing responsibility, um, we, we step back from that. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's all intentional. Um, it's something we have had to constantly think through mm-hmm. and, and keep, be intentional about. That's for sure. Just like making sure that I really want those elder council meetings. I really want, when I go to those, I want to feel like just another pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I actually do. Yeah. I, I, I feel mm. that. I, I, I do not feel, um, I'll, I'll be honest, when, I'm, when I step into the pulpit on Sunday mornings, I feel like the lead pastor. Yeah. yeah. When I go to an elder council meeting, I don't. I do not. Well, one mm-hmm. of the things that's, that way. that's great about our elder board is the, the men there are exceptionally gifted. Yeah, it, you know it's it's um, it's just a, a really a blessing to sit across the table from these guys because they're wise and you know there's no yes men there, mm-hmm. and we have developed a very healthy you know relationship amongst ourselves. Yeah. If someone needs to say I don't agree with that. No one takes it personal. Right. You know, we can we can disagree, and like you said, we've mm-hmm. you know we've had moments of real disagreement, and um, but it hasn't been 
um, hostile. Yeah. You know, um, even if it's been pointed and, you know, there's been men who really know what they're talking about, yeah. you know, sharing their points of view. Um, we respect one another. I think it helps that I actually, I actually like all these guys. Yeah. They're all yeah. my, like, yeah. I like them. Right. I, I, mean, I, lo- I love them and as my brothers. Them like, but yeah. I, I like them, and I, I, I know their heart, mm-hmm. and I know that they have the best interest of this church at heart. Yeah. I have no question in my mind about that. And my disposition, when there is disagreement, when I hold one position and another brother holds another on that council, yeah. I really do have this thought. I, I think – I'm like, there's a good chance I'm wrong. Yeah. Mm. Like I, I think like, yeah. what, what do I not know? Right. That they know. Right. That they're coming to a different conclusion than I am yeah. because I have so much regard for them. Uh, and, uh, and I genuinely, like we genuinely like each other. Yeah. Like we like to be in each other's company. We're friends. Um, but, and also t- we, but we take our charge to, to pastor the best of our mm. ability. All, all of us take it very seriously. And so we never let also our friendship get right. in the way of no man. I just flat out disagree with that or whatever. Yeah. And and we do it respecting the office. And then I think it's important too. You're never going to know as a congregant what we disagreed on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think we're very good at that. I think once the elders make a decision, that thing is universally supported by all the elders publicly, and you will never know what the vote was. Right. What the, <laughs> you, you'll just never know. Because in a sense. From that perspective, you guys act as one uh, with with decisions that are made. Like, yep. I think it's a really incredibly healthy yeah. thing. Is whatever comes out of that meeting, it's not the well, my side didn't get to go because blah blah. Like that, none of that ever happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a it's a balance, a delicate balance of like there being disagreements, but you guys having the like you mentioned the shared um, commitment to the office to the the betterment of the church, um, and then the difference between unity and uniformity like you guys don't have to be uniform in like your opinions on matters um you know of whatever it is you know the the financial betterment of the church sure. or building projects or any of these type of things um there's there's a, a, a large gap of things you guys can all bring your wisdom on uh, but there's certain things that you all are committed to mm-hmm. um which definitely don't want to escape you know recognizing that that there is a um there's probably more that you share and more that you agree on than that you guys disagree. Absolutely. Oh, goodness, which I think yes. that's incredible. Mo- yeah. yeah. Most, most of our votes are unanimous. Oh, yeah. Almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah almost. I mean, yeah. It, the vast yeah. majority are unanimous. And unity is just so important um, that, especially that we have a strong united front. I mean, we are leading this church together, you know, as, as a group of elders. And so like, as pastor yeah. Chad said, there have been times when, you know, either it's a ministry appointment or saying no to a ministry where we weren't all in agreement. Mm-hmm. And then maybe one person has to go and communicate that to that person. Well, a really unwise thing to do would be to let that person know, well, I, I was with you, but the elders, mm-hmm. the other ones said no. Yeah. Now you just created teams, if you yeah. will, where yeah. here, here's the person I like and trust. And, and you just don't want that kind of schism in your church, you know, so we're united sure. in, in our decisions, whatever they may be. That's awesome. Um, let's let's uh, wrap up this this conversation, kind of flipping the the coin a little bit. And I want to hear from you guys what what are the expect expectations of the congregation to the elders? Um, so we've talked a little bit about kind of what it looks like to um, to find a person who is worthy of becoming an elder, what the elders actually do. But what does it look like for the congregation to submit to yeah, elders in a healthy way? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, 
the the elders, I mean, the congregation, excuse me, should should have a submissive submissive heart to follow the elders' leadership. And I think the reason they can do that in a a safe way is because of the process we have. Yeah. We we all know that that leadership can be abused, right? And and even especially in our culture, there's a fear kind of to be submissive to leaders and even spiritual leaders. But yeah. you know, one of the things we we really um, we need from the congregation is is a um, a willing heart to follow a pastor's lead. I mean, there are so many times in counseling or different pastoral settings where you're trying to shepherd someone, you're trying to lead them mm-hmm. in what is a biblical path. And so um, when you have a heart that's that wants to go to their pastors and say, can you pray with me about this? Or can I seek some counsel with this? Yeah. Like, that's a good disposition to have. That's why we're here. Like, you know, go to your pastors when you're struggling with something. I think it's important. So it's a missive heart. Mm. Yeah, I would say submissive and prayerful. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's mm-hmm. really important to pray for your pastors, whether you're a pastor or not. Um, a, a member should pray for its pastors. I, I pray for, for my pastors. Um, and I think that, so being prayerful. And then also um, be vigilant. Like, Really, when when an, uh, I would I would say if you're in, you know whatever church you're in, or whether you're Highview Church or, or another church, um, if an elder's put before you and nominated, and you're asked to examine them, examine mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, be vigilant. That yeah. that a lot of the heartache that comes from abusive pastoral leadership happens because of a really bad nomination process and mm-hmm. lack of vetting. That's right. Yeah. That a lot of this can be sniffed out. If you do not have unqualified, ungodly men mm. um, in the first place, I think I'm convinced most yeah. most churches are led astray by by men who do not fit the qualifications of First Timothy three and Titus chapter one, but the church allowed them to be in leadership anyway. Yeah, and and I think that there are very few who meet those qualifications and then fall. It's a much higher that never were, yeah, never did meet those qualifications, but they were put in anyway. And so I, I would say um, be vigilant, be prayerful, and to Pastor Josh's point, being submissive um, in, in, a, in a godly way. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and again, if understanding that the church has set aside, at least at our, in our church, the church sets aside and, and appoints elders. Mm-hmm. And therefore, sh- in a way, submitting to the elder council is submitting to the church because right. the and, church and is who God. and to God it, at yeah. the end of the day to yeah. Christ, uh, who's the head of the church. Right. But that this is the the, the form of government that 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 the church has been called to have. Yeah. And has been established by by Christ. And so, um, so failure to submit to to the elders is actually failure to submit to the the entity that put them in place, which is the congregation, which is failing to submit to Christ, who has put the congregation. Now, yeah, and then right. all of that submission talk, though, is if the elders are submitting to God's word. Correct. The, yeah, the minute right, yeah. the minute we're calling the congregation not to do something in God's word, don't don't submit. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. But an, another thing, That's just exactly right. tagging on to Pastor Chad's, you know, um, uh, comment about praying for your pastors. I think another thing is to have a right view of your pastors. They're they're not the great shepherd, right? Mm. They're yeah. they're just men, and and they. Um, 
you know, they don't have uh, endless strength and they don't have endless wisdom. They're, they're just mere men and they fall and they have sin struggles. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so pray for your pastors and don't have them on a pedestal, um, that only Jesus deserves to be on. Yeah, amen. that's true. Absolutely. Um, well, hopefully you guys have been encouraged by this, uh, this conversation and really this whole discussion through the book, Rediscover Church. I know we've enjoyed talking through these topics. It's things that we talk about a lot, just in, in different contexts and things that we um, obviously like to, to make sure we are being vigilant to make sure we are building a healthy church. And so we want to make sure all of our members understand that. Um, and even if you're not in our area, maybe you go to another church, hopefully these have been encouraging episodes to you. Uh, I want you to invite you to join us again on the Highview podcast in the next episode, we're going to be starting some other conversations, um, I think, around our Making Disciples initiative. Um, we're going to be talking a little more about that on the podcast, going a little deeper on what we hope that that becomes over the next three years. So, uh, again, we're thankful that you've been listening. We hope that you are enjoying these. If you are, please share them with your friends, uh, maybe another member of Highview Church or somebody that maybe you want to connect to Highview. They can hear what kind of things we think about, talk about, and uh, enjoy uh, building here into into our local church context. Um, So if you are listening to these, give us a nice rating and review, and we will see you in the next one.